0: It's a term that we use often, the real reason for the season. And what is the real reason for the season? Well, that's the subject of our series this month here on Truth For Today. Jesus Christ, the revealer of God. Join us. Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard is coming up next. (laughs) A baby in a manger, it's quaint, and it's cozy, and it makes for great holiday scenes. But really, it's not just a baby in a manger. It is the revelation of God Himself, Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God. That's the title of our series. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. In just a couple of days, we'll celebrate the birth of Christ as we give gifts to one another. But the real reason for Jesus' coming is to reveal God. And what that means is the subject of our time together today. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard with this edition of Truth for Today. Everything doesn't exist
1: for you. We exist for Him. It's about Him. And so if God would use a man in a old camel skin garment that probably fire seemed to come out of him when he baptized and when he can call the rulers of Israel a generation of vipers and snakes. This is some man. And he said, this is the Christ. This is the Lamb of God. And so the Christmas message is, Jesus, we got the real thing when Jesus came. We got the real light, the light that never goes out. And it's used, there's a Greek word used of John, and the word does not mean light, it means lamp. And lamps are not self-sustaining. Lamps have to be refurnished. They have to have more oil. They have to be maintained. But the light never needs maintenance. This is what Christ is. I am the eternal light. I am not maintained. I am God, self-sustaining. Now, let us see how the world responded to the true light. How have they responded to the witness? And I think we now move into some of the uh, most moving language. Uh, I only wish I could catch the pathos of it. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. The word world here is not only used of creation. But John uses world to describe humanity in its hostility towards God. Humanity under the governing power of the prince of the air. So he's not thinking about trees and animals. He's thinking about all of humanity energized in its adversity against God. So he says, he came into the world of humanity And though the world was made through him, creation, and even your own existence, the world did not recognize him. What a statement that God could visit your town and never be recognized. Not his identity, Uh, To recognize, we take the idea of identity. Imagine if I had to get up here today and say, I want to prove to you that I am the son of L.J. Howard. You say, I don't believe it. Prove it. Prove your identity. Well, uh, I have the last name. Okay, but that could be a fabrication. Well, that's true. Uh, You got any proof? Well, I've got a driver's license, but you can buy one for $5 made in the right part of town. Uh, prove who you are. Well, let me do some stuff. Uh, How about raising the dead? How about turning water to wine? You say you're the creator? Does the wind know who you are? It does. Peace, be still. Just like that. Do the waves know who you are? Be still, flatten out. Walk on water. What about when you ride on a donkey that's never been ridden on before? Does he know who you are? Why didn't he buck him off? He knew the creator was setting on him. Everything in physical creation, even death itself, knew who he was. Demons knew who he was. Please, you've come to torment us before our time. Don't cast us out. Be quiet, he would say. Be still, Legion, and depart from this maniac of Gadara. And it drowns 2,000 hogs. They knew who he was. But the world of humanity as a whole never did recognize that the boy growing up in Nazareth was God the Word. And this very word for word is speech sometimes. God's speech to the human race. Nobody recognized the poetry. No one recognized who he was. And I'm always gripped by Isaiah. There was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He was too poor to be God. For you know that though he were rich, yet for your sakes he became extremely poor, that you through his poverty might be made rich. So he took a form that if you just looked at manner and caste and position and hierarchy of positions among human beings, when you're down here in Nazareth to a peasant couple, that learns just to be a carpenter. There was no grandeur. There was nothing, no royal insignia anywhere that this is the king of kings of the Davidic line. There was no reporters from the Jerusalem cassette says the king is showed up only through three mangy shepherds. His shepherds were a despicable trade in Palestine. They were not the highbrows. Why does God have to get that low? Surely a king could have somebody better than a uh, John the Baptist. How about a Tom Brokaw? But a guy coming out here yelling, uh, locusts on his teeth, and a camel hair suit. And this as I wore my camel hair. His was a little different. I mean, this seemed like a wild introduction for royalty. Unrecognized. You know, one of the greatest human struggles we have is not being recognized. Recognize me for who I am and for what I've done and for where I've been and for what I've accomplished. You know, that's one of the great honors of being a pastor of a beloved flock. I get more recognition than I deserve, more honor maybe. But to think of God, a very God, To say, he came unrecognized. He not only came unrecognized, he came unwelcome. Verse 11. He came to that which was his own. And his own did not welcome him. Uh, It's really an interesting play on two Greek words here. The first one is idia. And the other one is idios. One's neuter, the other's masculine. So the word idia is translated this way, really. He came to his hometown and his home country. That's what it means. Uh, It was used in John 19 when Jesus from the cross told John, take Mary home with you. This is the word, "idia." This word, he came to his own. Of all the places Jesus could have been born, he could have been born South America, North America, but where was he born but to little Israel. The people of the Abrahamic covenant, the people of the Davidic, He came to his homeland in his humanity. He came to the place where Abraham was. He came to his own neighborhood in the human race, in the genetics that went into his humanity. I came to my home neighborhood and I wasn't welcome in my own neighborhood. And then it switches to this other word, his own, which means, but his own people, Israel. Israel did not welcome him. They did not. And this is the tragedy of history. Just think of the Jewish longing for the centuries. Send us a deliverer. Get the Gentile heel off our neck. Get Babylon out of here. Get Rome out of here. Get the Assyrians out of our land. Free us from the stock of Abraham. Free us. Free us. And when a deliverer came, who said, first of all, I want to break the shackles of your sin. I want to end the night of your sin. And you're going away from the God of Abraham and embracing idolatry. I've come to set you free in the inner man before I deal with Gentile power. I'll deal with that later. And they did not recognize him, but said, he's a child of fornication. He's out of his mind in Mark 3. He is a child of a demon. Messiah said to be demon-possessed by the rulers of Israel in Matthew 12. This is no Messiah. This is a demon-possessed man. He works hand-in-glove with the devil. All oh, the agony of it. I believe if Isaiah had been around, if Abraham would have been there, who saw his day. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And John 12 said, Isaiah knew that was Messiah high and lifted up. But he said, when he came, he told Israel in Isaiah 1, Israel, an ox knows his master, and a donkey knows his master's manger, but you don't know me. An ox is smarter than you in your unbelief. A dumb donkey is smarter than you. You won't even welcome God when he comes to your own hometown. Think of it. Can this be possible? We will not have this man rule over us. Give us Pilate. Give us Pilate, that corrupt Gentile ruler. You don't want a Gentile, this is your Messiah. Unrecognized and tragedy of tragedies, unwelcomed by his own people, his own nation. And so he was even crucified outside the city limits of Jerusalem because he was only fit for a garbage can. This is the great tragedy of history and you know what, hear me well. Don't become anti-Semitic. Don't take this Jewish problem as though it's not the problem of the whole world, for the whole world has followed suit. He came, and the majority of the race has never recognized who it was, and they have never welcomed who came. But he came, nevertheless, and in the court of human opinion, the majority of the race says, I do not cast my vote for this man. And so the Spirit is convicting. The Spirit is working against the sin of unbelief in the human family. He's convicting. He's presenting his case. This is Christ. Here are my witnesses. I've got more than 10 witnesses. I have millions of witnesses over 2,000 years that said, this man is more than a man. He is the Christ of God. He is the deliverer from sin. And the court is still in session. Well, not all rejected him. There were some who received him. And this is what he says. says, Yet to all who received him, welcomed him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Uh, he begins to describe a generation, a new race of people that had responded to Messiah because you must know this. The Jewish problem at the time John wrote was this. I'm related to Abraham, therefore I will be saved. Therefore I am a child of God. This is exactly the argument of John 8. They said, we have Abraham as our father. He said, no, you've got the devil for your father. Of course, they wanted to stone him. He said, For it's not being related to Abraham that makes you children of God. It's you welcoming me that makes you have a relationship with God. No, this is no longer racial. This is no longer ethnic. This is not Jew versus Gentile. This gospel is for the world. Whosoever welcomed him, and how do you welcome him? You receive him and the interchanges by believing trusting in, accepting that he is truly God, a very God. You become his children. And then he goes on to say, right in the face of all of this, because I'm Jewish or because I have the right connection to Abraham, he begins to say, it's not of bloods, it's nor of the will of the flesh, and it's not of a husband's will. When he said the word not of bloods, The Semitic world said a baby is made of two bloods, the bloods of the mother and the blood of the father. And in the impregnation, these bloods mix. And so he says, it's not of bloods being mixed together by a father and a mother. And it's not of the will of the flesh. It doesn't come about as a result of human decision. It doesn't come out of the desire to have children. It's not like you wanted to have a baby and you go out and produce a baby. No, it's not centered in human will or human bloods, nor is it out of a husband's will. The husband was seen to be the initiator for children, the sexual, as it were, dominant one who wanted children. And so he says, you're not the result of a husband's will. Well, what are we? Where? Wh- what, what is there about people who welcome Christ? What is different about us? Something bigger than our will, something bigger than our genetic connection, something bigger than the bloods of our mother and father, something bigger than natural procreation process, something greater. Those who welcome him were born of God. So Jesus came to start a new race of men and women, people who would be born from above, excluding all natural physical connections. Genetic, you didn't have to be Semitic, you didn't have to be Jewish, you didn't have to be Samaritan, you didn't have to be, you just simply had to welcome, believe, receive the Son of God And in that great miracle of reception, gave evidence of a birth from above. A new race of men and women. And John is saying, God is beginning a new race of people. And he will explain this to Nicodemus in chapter 3. People born not of water, born not of the flesh, but born from above. Are you aware that the reason you've come to receive and believe in Christ is that God the Father willed a birth in you that you weren't able to produce? I did not will my parents. I did not will my birth. I did not will my existence. I was passive in the whole process. I received my genetic makeup. I did not pick my parents. And did you know God says, I'm fathering a family the same way. I move by my spirit throughout the earth, and I work on the hearts and minds of men and women. And he said, by my own will, I beget them by the word, James 1:18. And the word, the sperm of the word, he uses that very language, impregnates the heart. And we come to see Jesus as God, Jesus as Lord, and born into this family in which we welcome him. Who are the born again? Those who have welcomed Jesus Christ, recognized him, and embraced him for all he is. And then we become witnesses from now on. This is the light. This is the life. This is the Son of God. I um, must say to you, the more secular our culture has become in the world, Uh, Religions abounding, uh, Christ in decline in the public square. Never have we needed to shout louder, not just in a corporate setting, uh, to bear witness, job, school, uh, play, wherever we are. Who is the light? Who is the light? Who are the witnesses? But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. You know what? There are more measurements in the church world today of what power looks like. Well, I want the power of God. You want the power of God? The first place he said it would be demonstrated, Acts 1.8. They they talked in tongues in chapter 2. The power started in Acts 1.8. You will bear witness of who Jesus Christ is there's power you might even pray over your food once in a while I'll give you a way out most Rosa taught me how to pray as a Jewish believer he said pastor there's no place in the Bible said you had to bow your head when you pray over your food I just pray with my eyes open Lord thank you for this food so if you're scared someone's gonna look at you just pray just straight ahead Lord I thank you for this tuna sandwich I had to be the most to learn that. He didn't say you had to bow your head. You just got to be thankful, right? right. See that? You got off. You won't have to see anybody catch you now. You just say, Lord, I thank for the food. Amen. (laughs) Good bread, good meat, goodness. Let's eat. Something like that. Well, he came. He came. And I am amazed. Why would God need your voice? to bear witness to his son when he's got angels. I don't know, but he wants to use your voice. And I know how the world received him. We sent him back to heaven, beaten, crucified. But I know there's been a few among all of humanity that have come to love his name, love his work, and adore him. They cannot help themselves. Let me read you a song I grew up with. I wasn't requested to sing it, so I won't. Uh, The laughter is enough. Sarcasm. Uh, Let me. uh, I grew up with a little song we used to sing. They tried my Lord and Master with no one to defend. Within the halls of Pilate, he stood without a friend. And the chorus then was I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for him I'll spend. I'll be a friend to Jesus until my years shall end. Second stanza, the world may turn against him. I'll love him to the end. And while on earth I'm living, my Lord shall have a friend. I ask, does Jesus have any friends out there? Will you own him? Will you bear testimony? I'll be a friend to Jesus. My life for him I'll spend. I'll be a friend to Jesus until my years shall end. Our Father, help us to bear witness to the light. Help us while we have breath, while we have influence, while we have a voice to join with John, Andrew, Nathaniel, Philip, the Samaritan woman, and the host of millions who've died at the stake, who've suffered the loss of houses, lands, family, and even lives, who say, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let us bear witness until our life shall end for the sake of Christ. Amen.
0: And with that, we come to the close of today's broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our series entitled, Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God. And as we close out our time together today, we'd like to remind you that our purpose is to get the word out. And in the spirit of the season, we're making this sermon broadcast available on CD to anyone who calls. Now, in addition, for a gift of any amount, we'll mail the entire series on CD to our first 50 callers each week. Now, as we close out our time together today, I would also invite you to join us for our special Candlelight Christmas Eve celebration this coming Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., and the night before Christmas. It's a marvelous time to celebrate the birth of Christ and the real reason for the season, as we have seen in our series, Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God. Again, that's our candlelight Christmas Eve celebration, Tuesday evening, December 24th, 7 p.m. From all of us here at Valley Bible Church and Truth For Today, we do want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. If you're not attending a fellowship at this current time, consider joining us. We're at 1447 Willow Avenue here in Hercules. Regular service hours are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. You can find further information at our website, valleybible.org. That's valleybible.org. Or call 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. And again, remember, for a gift of any amount, we'll mail the entire series that today's broadcast was taken from on CD to the first 50 callers each week. Again, ask for it by name when you contact us, Jesus Christ, the Revealer of God. That phone number, once again, toll free is 855-833-9864. And our website is valleybible.org. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next week at this same time as we move into a new year, 2014. That's next week here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard.